0: Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I'm David Bax. Once again, Tyler Smith is on assignment. Joining me as co-host, you know him, you've tolerated him on a handful of Battleship Pretension episodes in the past. This is, he is my first repeat guest co-host of of Tyler's uh, April Long sabbatical assignment. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Jason Eakin.
1: Thank you for having me, David. It's, oh, now uh, you're all soft. It's a pleasure to yeah. be here. You're
0: screaming during the sound Um show.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> so, uh, last time we talked to you, and last time I talked to you personally was the the Oscars, right? Yeah, right after the Oscars.
1: I think this is the shortest span of time that be- between like uh, two visits to the show.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure yeah. we'll hear from the listeners for that one.
1: Yeah, they will. They are not happy. <laughs> they are not going to like this.
0: So, what have you? What have you been up, been up to since the Oscars? Post. How's your post-Oscar hangover been, that, that that period of the year where all the movies are shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just didn't go to a lot of movies. Well, I went to yeah. a couple movies, and they were shit. Yeah. Yeah, I went and saw The Oz, though I didn't like that. Okay. I uh, saw the, the Die Hard, really didn't like that. Sure. Did um, you
0: know, and this could be incorrect information, but from what I understand, this most recent Die Hard, what is it called? Uh, a good day to die a good hard. day to die hard is the first die hard script that was written to be a die hard script that is true that's very funny to me
1: isn't that horrible
0: <laughs> I, yeah um yeah i uh, i missed spring breakers um uh ho- it's still hopefully playing. i'll get around to seeing it is it yeah. I, I've, I've been i've been out of town for a week i flew back today um head on over to that lamely the right North Hollywood 7. Don't, don't tell people where I live. Um, that's where I live. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, you can edit that out. I like Stoker. That's okay. probably the only film that's been, that was like, I mean, I've seen films in 2013 that I've ended up liking, but yeah. as far as like 2013 releases, uh-huh. I like
1: Stoker. Uh, did you see The Place Beyond the Pines?
0: Not not yet, no.
1: Okay. I liked that quite a bit. Okay. Um what did I see? I just saw trance. I thought that was.
0: I'm hearing not good things. I want to like it, it because I'm a, I'm in I'm in Danny Boyle's camp. Me too. Yeah,
1: very much. Uh, not not my favorite. I just didn't think there was a lot of meat to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so what have we both seen? Anything?
0: Stoker. I like Stoker. I didn't see Stoker. Okay. Well, that's it. I, I hated that's side it. effects. Oh, did I hate side effects? Oh, uh, yes. I, I didn't see it. Man, we we got to be on the same page, on something. I, I didn't like The Last Stand very much. Well, <laughs> Do you know what I thought was much better than I expected it to be, but I wouldn't encourage people to actually pay to see it? What's that? Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Okay. I had a good time watching it, but again, if I had paid $12, I'd feel like yeah. I was not that's, the I contract think that's, was not fulfilled. That's
1: why I think I disliked uh, A Good Day to Die Hard <laughs> mm-hmm. so much. Although, the uh, this is the first experience. So, you know, everything's digital now. So when,
0: when, yeah. when, 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 when you're watching Every- the movie... All digital,
1: man. No, no, no. This is the first time I've been. So the screen the fucked internet up. internet
0: sure is something too.
1: It is. There are websites you can go to them. Um, sometimes they'll send you to a different website, David. That's called a link. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the movie fucks up and it just goes. You know, like the screen goes black and then it's all mismatched. So this is the first time I've been in a, a movie where I watched. This is the, during a. This is during the the screening. Good day to die hard. A good day to die hard. Uh, good day to die hard. Good day. <laughs> good day to die hard <laughs> good day to die hard um where I watched them rewind the movie oh wow on the screen so I'm just watching it rewind like just a DVD and I thought Can well I- that kills the experience
0: okay um I think that's enough out of you for now and I want to bring in our guest but I want to tell a quick story real quick um do you want the guest to hear this story uh yes That well she's here um I know but they don't know that um When I worked very briefly at the ArcLight, Mm -hmm. ArcLight Hollywood, this is before there were any other but the one ArcLight, um, during training, which is a long session, they really want you to take this job seriously. Mm -hmm. um, There was a part where they brought us in to show us, uh, and again, I I don't, you know, don't want to brag. You know, I went to film school; I I knew a lot of the stuff. But they were showing us us about aspect ratios and stuff, and, and, and showing us. And the clip they kept showing was the scene from Mission Impossible three. And I shouldn't say scene. It's like a two and a half second clip when the uh, it's an awesome stunt where the the, the the bomb blows up on the bridge and Tom Cruise gets thrown sideways into the car. Yeah. Right? They're showing this trying to teach us about what to look for in in terms of something's being projected wrong. They're showing this at full volume on a loop. <laughs> and it becomes so like deadeningly the- brutally violent that you're just seeing tom cruise's like body get slammed against this car over and oh it was like an art uh, it was i I had i think i had a a cathartic experience
1: it was like an installation yeah exactly
0: i like it okay like i said that's enough out of you um i didn't say (laughs) uh, i think it is time to bring on the guest um now uh i i I should say jason you're the one guest co-host i'm gonna call you out here who chickened out because uh, I'm I did I'm doing four episodes without Tyler. Right. In each case, uh, the guest co-host uh-huh. has provided the guest. It's been a fun thing. Okay, you so can, who have you had so far? Just well, This is only the second episode. So last oh, week, well. Susan Burke was on, and she brought uh-huh. on AJ, A.J. Bowen. Okay. Um, so, But you were the first one to say, I can't think of anybody.
1: I could think of people. I just thought, well, I, I don't know if they want to. I didn't want to have to schedule it. It seemed like you were assigning something to me. Uh, a project yeah, everybody that else didn't have their,
0: to do. Uh, has taken their uh, assignment very seriously, but you know what? I was really tired. do you know what, what? blessing in disguise it, it because was, it, was. it it allowed me to have on someone i've been meaning to have on for a while now since i've i 've been uh r- reading reading her on um uh, a website that i don't know if i can say or not <laughs> um <Fine. laughs> uh, I, I was I, i'm a regular reader of pajiba.com and uh this is where i and i had read uh her 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 pieces on there in, in general and then there was one uh, i think at the end of last year that was a it was about a bunch of different movies but one was uh, one of the paragraphs was this uh perfectly worded uh, argument for how fucking terrible ted was Directed by Seth MacFarlane, which a lot of people, including people at Pajaba.com, dot com, enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. Oh, but, but I did uh, also read all... that that piece. And okay.
1: you make a good case.
0: And so I've been meaning to to. Uh, uh, it wasn't. I don't know where the people who work on Pajaba dot com live, so I didn't know Everywhere. that you. I didn't know that you lived in Los Angeles. That came up later, and, uh, and so I've been meaning to have you on, and so it gave me the the chance. And I'm just realizing something i would never asked you how to pronounce your name, which is something I like to do before I have a guest on. So I'm going to take a guess and say Amanda Mankey?
2: That's close, yeah. Mankey. Mankey? Yeah. Mankey. My boss calls me Mankey, so yeah, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Most people have some sort of terrible guess.
0: Well, thank you for being on the show, Amanda. Thank
2: you. Glad to be here. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: um, so we were talking a little bit beforehand because Jason was late. Um, <laughs> and look, in my world... Five minutes early is ten minutes late. That's what when I was a college age kid managing. Wonder, a,
1: <laughs> why wouldn't I have wanted to invite the guests?
0: <laughs> when I was this... a college age kid managing a video store, I would seriously tell people that. Five, really, five minutes early is ten minutes late. Because it annoyed me, <laughs> you know. Because you got people like closing out their drawers at the end of their shift, and they need to have someone ready to step in for the customers, right. especially at five or six o'clock. You getting people getting enough work. It was it was pissing me off that 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 we had this like. It would turn into, like, a half-hour break where we had one register completely shut down. Well, my drawer so is ready. People my be... drawer
1: is – it's good to go. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did show up
0: prepared.
2: Yeah. David, you strike me as the kind of person who gets really angry about people breathing loudly and maybe, like, pokes the person you're with. And you're like, do you hear this guy? Can you hear him breathing? <laughs> I, you,
0: you have so pinpointed me. I get really <laughs> – I've actually been – it's one of the main things that I've been working on in therapy is not being so annoyed at everyone else in public all the time. Because I take – unlike I, – I know people who hear stereotypes about Los Angeles won't believe this, but I take public transportation most days to and from work, um, which is great. I support public transportation. You know, It's cheaper. It's better for the environment. But for a person like me, it's also fraught. Because
2: a sensitive flower open to the world. (laughs) Exactly. Crushed by every boot heel.
0: Tell me uh, if anyone or or if listeners if you can explain why someone would sit on a train or a bus surrounded by strangers playing a game on their phone with the fucking noise of the game turned all the way up. Only the person who's watching the screen knows what those noises have anything to do with. It's just it's just a cacophony of beeps and and, and jingles that is it drives me nuts. That's the number one thing, I think.
2: Now I know what I sound like when I talk out loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I, I've had that
1: experience, but I have had that experience when people do that in a restaurant. That's not even public transportation. Everyone's there to sit down and sort of have their little corner. I, I just, that, that I don't understand. Which is worse, public transportation or a
0: restaurant? I, I, I guess I haven't heard I, I've it. I've seen people like watching restaurant. movies without headphones at Starbucks or at, or at Panera. That's annoying. Yeah but i don't know that i've had what kind of sit-down restaurant are you talking about well we're like, talking like about a, a diner steakhouse oh, yeah I <clears throat> okay um
2: <laughs> just your run-of-the-mill applebee's it's a tuesday morning who are, the, who are these monsters <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh like i said we were talking but there were questions that i haven't asked you because i wanted to save it for the podcast so i i, I gathered you're from this area
2: I am. where yes. Where from I grew up in Temecula, which is about an hour and a half. South. Oh, I know
0: Temecula well. Oh. <laughs> I'm a big wine guy, so right, I. You
2: know, then you must like avoiding Temecula. <laughs> no,
0: nah, that's see, that's what the snobs up in like the Los Olivos and Solving and in the Santa Barbara Ventura. People area, who like wine, like yeah, but they're snobs. <laughs> oh, okay. Because here's the the Temecula Escondido thing. Uh, this is getting tense. It gets hot. You get these bold, fruity, without being sweet wines that are also high in alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah. So I like the Temecula Escondido area.
2: Cool. Yeah.
0: And I like Pachanga. <laughs> yeah. Well, You know. I like like I like to. I didn't think I was a guy who liked to gamble. I've never been to Las Vegas. I had never been to a casino before I moved to Southern California, and it turns out I like the Indian casinos. Okay. Pachanga in I'm really in good at
2: picking out horse race winners. Yeah. Yeah. I I've picked up Belmont stakes winners like that. I'm really good at it.
0: Nice. I mean, are you getting out the the, the, the sheets and, and looking at no, their history? No, it's or pure luck. It's a just feeling. Just the name you like?
2: I'm right most of the time.
0: Okay. Uh, I also gathered you went to you went to film school.
2: I did. I went to film school at a local private school.
0: It, which is, was that also near Temecula?
2: Uh, no, it's about an hour south. Or it's actually only like 20 minutes. But, I mean, depends on what time of traffic. Day. <laughs> right. So, it's adjacent to Los Angeles. We'll say that.
0: Um, and then how did you get started writing about movies because you didn't go to film school to write about movies
2: no i mean i graduated when i was 16 and i went to a junior college for a year or two and really kind of i mean i'd always really liked movies but i kind of fell in love with movies in a way that i hadn't uh before i think it was during watching gone with the wind or something like that i really loved that so much and I decided that I was going to go to film school to be a cinematographer, which is what I thought making sets was. (laughs) (laughs) turns out that's not at all what making sets is. And I was like, cameras, this is way too hard. I'm doing that. Can I interrupt?
0: I went to film school thinking I wanted to be a cinematographer. I had a a slightly better idea. Yeah. But I was more interested in the lights. And Mm -hmm. it was the same thing. Once I got to the cameras, I was like, this is... Tech gearhead bullshit. I couldn't, believe, bullshit. No, I couldn't I believe how complicated it was. Yeah. I was like,
2: "I'm never. T- I'm not doing." I mean, this. I'd say it's bullshit. So-
0: like, hats off to people who do it. No, for I, sure, but yeah, no. I couldn't hang with that.
2: Absolute waste of life. Um, <laughs> I yeah, so I went to film school, but it was a really small program. They really only offered directing, editing, and screenwriting, and I'm terrible mm-hmm. at one of those. So and not so great at the other ones. So I was like, well, I'm going to make a production design degree. So I started doing a lot of like welding, which it turns out doesn't really come in handy at all for <laughs> building sets. Anyway, so by the time I was almost finished, I decided that I Yeah,
0: movie sets are specifically not built to last, yeah. right? So I mean, <laughs> so, I know how, uh,
2: the, you know there's not a lot of call for a tig welder or mig welders out there, but I can do both. Um, it's a very complex welding joke that I'm sure nobody's going to get. So Yeah, I mean, there's a
1: welding core who listens to battleship. Oh, I've I've heard that actually. I've gotten
2: letters. I don't know. I'm hoping to get letters (laughs) anyway. Um, Yeah, I mean, I read. Actually, it was kind of funny. Pajaba got me my first writing job ever. And I read the site. My friend who really loved television without pity, we would sit in our classes. We're supposed to be talking and participating in it, and She'd be like, we should read this website on our laptops because it was kind of new to the age of like well, oh, Ethernet so this, cords.
0: This, uh, will, this will date me then. When you were in college and you were reading television without pity, it was already called television without pity? Or was um, it still called Mighty Big TV? Because I've, I've been a reader since it was Mighty Big TV.
2: Well, I think you win this one. So I
0: think I'm <laughs> – I, 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 was, I was dating myself. I'm trying to say that I'm old.
2: Okay. I go to the Let internet, internet the record movie show. database. David is old, uh-huh. so anyway, so yes, <laughs> the internet movie I am not database. With that
0: site. Would television, not pity. Mm-hmm. Well, they write television.
2: about television shows and they make fun of them in this really wonderful way that you know is amazing. This tagline, something like "Spare the snark, spoil the network," something like that. So, anyway, it's pretty great, and some of my favorite writers still write there. Like Jacob Clifton is, I think, just one of the most amazing writers working right now. Um, so funny, but. Yeah, so I started reading them and slowly found my way to Pajiba, which used to be a lot more heavy-handed with the snark and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, sort of angrier stuff. And I just thought they were so funny, and I read them forever, and they had a new reviewer on, and I the people in the comments were tearing them apart. It was for a review for Eagle versus Shark, and people were writing about how, how, what terrible grammar he had, what a moron he was, all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. So I wrote him. <laughs> Um, I wrote him an email and he was writing under the student name Henry Hobbs and mm-hmm. so I made a joke about the book Leviathan which this is like some deep classical education nonsense but I was like oh Leviathan Henry Hobbs anyway so he um, now who's bragging I know right god <laughs> <laughs> when will it end this one um, and we corresponded for a little bit and finally he was like oh by the way you know I think you should write for me and I was like oh what are you what are you talking about and he's like oh well I'm Laramie L, the head writer of film.com and I run film.com and I was like uh-huh. oh okay so when everyone's like how do i get a job writing i'm like i don't know send weird fan letters to people you think people are being mean to and maybe it'll work (laughs) out so i started writing for them and eventually i i wrote for them for you know the past six years and i eventually became the lead movies editor i was tv editor before that and then i became the movies editor and then um we were purchased in may of this past year by mtv and the site's kind of gone a different direction but you know i'm still writing for them and love it and uh, over the past year, I also started writing for Movies. dot com, Fandango, Pajiba, Interview Magazine, Turnstile News, and a couple other outlets as well. So, you know, that's just awesome. Ex- blowing up, you know, it's all happening.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a better story than my uh, my, my story is Start a website and get a few hundred people to read it regularly, and never make uh, any money. Oh, I haven't.
2: It. I haven't made any money. Was that not clear? This was all out of the goodness <laughs> of my heart. I promise you. <coughs> Mm-hmm.
1: You're in for the long haul, David.
2: Well, yeah, you're with- not some fly-by-night production. I can yeah. tell. This is this is definitely real. <laughs> oh yeah, real. this is.
0: I should say because you're new to the show. This is not where we normally record. We normally record at the home of okay. my co-host, and so it was assumed when he was going to take April off that we would just put the equipment in my place. But I have hang-ups about having people over to my apartment, mm-hmm. so I found.
2: Is it like we'll be called to testify later and you just want to keep everyone clean for the grand jury subpoena? Like, yeah, that's probably... Like, yeah. That's probably... All right, it. No, I, cool.
0: You know what? I mean, I I like you people. I like a lot of people. But my home is... We might my... be loud
2: breathers and you can't risk it. Yes. Like, what if we have games that make noises? Exactly. My home but is my sanctuary. What if we make eye contact too long or pick at our skin or something? You never know. Uh,
0: yeah. My home is my sanctuary. It's...
2: No, that's fine. This is perfect.
0: Um, yeah, well, well, we'll talk about TV. Speaking of home, I live with my girlfriend, the only the only person in the world I am comfortable watching a TV show really? with because other people be annoy right. the shit out of me. Yep. When I see like Instagram, I see friends of mine, like, we're having a Game of Thrones party. It's like, yep. oh, thank you for not inviting me to Okay, that.
2: in college when The Office was having the episode where um, Pam and Jim get married, uh-huh. um, I've been watching The Office. I still watch The Office every week like right away as soon as it airs, oh, even see, though you, I've, you I've grown young. to hate it. Like I in No, for like four... Um, for like... Not that young, geez. Um, you were younger
0: than I am if you were in college when Pam and Jim got married.
2: I don't think I was actually. I mean, it I don't was think what I was, was in
0: college when the office started.
2: When did it start? It started like what? Oh five? Like
0: it is that right? I graduated in 04. I think. I think even a little before that.
2: I thought like. I'm
0: look is, it yeah. up. is this season
1: nine?
2: I think it was like season nine? ten thousand, and they're all terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the last five seasons especially have just been like bone crushing. I haven't watched anything Demoralizing. Yeah, no, exactly. No one has. I'm the one person. Yeah, I feel compelled.
0: <laughs> when I, I own thought season six.
2: Oh, look at you. Just and that I, one season. You were like, that's the one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I want get a season. Six. And what am I going to get? Which six. one? Well, by
0: the way, I stuck with every episode of gossip girl right to the bitter end my that God. was that was my wow. thing that i because that show wasn't good not even, season two. not even
2: secret shame just, <laughs> not even secret please. no I'm,
0: I'm not ashamed of it
2: no there's no guilt and pleasure man
0: i'm sorry i interrupted a story about pam and jim getting. oh married. yeah
2: so some fly by night fans you know people who were had a casual passing interest in the show one of my roommates at the 2005 time. is when the office premiered oh wow right. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, and you know, one of the girls I lived with this. We lived. I lived in a house with a bunch of other girls, and someone was like, "Oh, I'm going to invite all my friends over for the the big thing," and I was like, it's like the one moment we've been waiting for for what twenty seasons now, and you're going to invite uh-huh. a bunch of people who don't know about how they have to be quiet and not make breathing noises. Like, yeah. great, it'll be so uh-huh. awesome to listen to their dumb opinions all night. You know, it's charitable hospitality is what I'm known for, actually. So. But yeah, they talked all the way through it and then wanted to like make comments and I Oh for God's sake. Yep. Yeah, and you didn't I,
1: wait, wait, you didn't say anything?
2: It was they, I was overpowered and also I was kind of known for saying things at that point. So yeah. I was like, what best not to just
1: See <laughs> I, I get it out of the way beforehand. Like for the Oscars, I invited, you know, a lot of people, some people invited others. Before it started, I said, Okay, just to clarify, we are not talking during the Oscars. Like if you want to have small conversations, that's
2: fine. But this is not a loud... I tell you about my Oscars experience because it would yeah. blow your head up. Like, uh, you would go crazy. It basically involved restarting the Oscars three times for people oh who then God. wandered out of the room and wouldn't watch. So the two people who I was sitting with who had watched the beginning part... was well, the beginning 45 minutes uh-huh. three times. Oh. And we couldn't fast forward because the girl took the remote with her and she, like, wouldn't give it to us. What? So, yeah, it was kind of a wild experience. What monsters are these? Yeah,
0: see, I don't do that anymore. I went to the last... Uh, probably the first and only TV viewing party I went to it was actually... People were well behaved, and I actually made a very good friend out of it because it was at my one friend's apartment, and his roommate is uh, my close friend to this day.
2: Someone who couldn't talk or speak or listen. Uh,
0: no, it was basically it was it was the Sopranos series finale. I went to a yeah. viewing party for that, and people were very respectful. But also, as soon as it ended, I was like, "That was amazing. I'm going to go have a cigarette for half an hour because I don't, wanna, I don't I don't want to hear people." bitch about that.
2: No. Yeah. I've, <laughs> and I've, I don't I've, know if
0: they did. I just left. I, I, I had to stay I yeah. stood outside. Every
2: single movie I go to now, I mean, I see probably like three or four movies a week because of film critic stuff, yeah. which has actually made me really, like, not so great. In the last year, I'd say, like, I have a lot of problems with being in theaters now. And, like, I, I, for a while last year, I was having this weird thing where I felt like, like yelling a lot when I was in the theater. Like, uh-huh. I'd just be like, it's too dark. And there's too many people here. I just wanted to yell. Pretty great. Um, <laughs> And so my boyfriend would be like like are you gonna scream like, I'd be like no he's like well just let me know if you're gonna do it and i was like i'm not gonna scream i've never have and i'm not going to i should never have told you that anyway so yeah but now as soon as the movie's over i'm like before the credits even start, i'm like gotta get out of here we gotta go like it's go mm-hmm. time because people behind you start being like well i don't know about the second part of... and you're just like yeah. i can't i can't and i won't well thanks
0: <laughs> um i don't know if you're if how you're seeing um Press screenings or, or well, what, press like? screenings
2: are bearable, but lately I've been trying to like get the human experience and go see things mm-hmm. like after their release, which is a nightmare. Like I forget so much, and then I'm like, no, you should be able to do it. Like these are the people and the audience, and you care about these people. No, like terrible.
0: I see, see, I find press screenings to be because I think I am a person who tends to hate most in others the things that I secretly hate about myself, so I can't stand. Most film critics, like in, oh, in the yeah. in the press screening no. atmosphere, and my story, I know listeners are sick to death of this story, but it drives me nuts when I went to see, uh, I forget what it was called, the Woman in Black. Was that the one with Harry Potter and the the Harry? Oh, movie? The, that's the, his name now. He changed um, it legally. Yeah, the Hammer film. Um, the the kids call him Danny Rad. I know, but it's important really? that he's Harry Potter no. for this story oh. <laughs> because the oh, that's right, the second. The I love how
2: even Jason's heard this story. Yeah, I remember. The, the, the I second remember.
0: that the credits came up, this guy in front of me, some, I don't know, blogger douche, stood up and um, turned to his friends and said, No points for Gryffindor. Ugh. So fucking pleased with himself. And he clearly thought of that, like, that About afternoon. ten minutes into it, and then was, like,
2: <laughs> like, gleefully twiddling his thumbs, waiting for his yeah. chance.
0: And, like, it put me... That, and that movie was decent i don't know. i don't have i don't have it's hard to write a review sometimes of a movie like Woman and black but i don't feel very strongly either way oh
2: no i'm finding that problem more over the past years that most of the time i want to go yeah it's fine
0: do you find and yourself about
2: it like i mean what do you like i'm like if you choose to spend your money in this fashion then that's awesome for you but i mean some people will like it and some people won't end of story like it's fine it's not great and it's so rare that i see like a great movie these days and i'm just like it's hard to recommend anything
0: and, but yeah, and I, but I feel like if I'm in the middle on something, it, whichever way I slightly lean, I'll end up leaning further that way yeah. in the review. No, it's, totally. Because it's just It spa- to... snowballs
2: in your mind. I think yeah. like you're like, yeah. well, that wasn't well, you know, that wasn't that so great either. And then it just becomes this like insane thing. But lately, I've just been really so excited. Like if I hate something so viscerally, I'm super psyched about it because I'm just like, man, like what a gift to really hate something because <laughs> then you have something to say. Same thing if you love something. Although I think loving something a lot is really difficult because you find yourself without the adequate words to describe it because I think that it's so easy to downplay. I think for other people, when you're like, it's amazing, it's so great, there's no frame of reference anymore for what any of those words mean, and I think the words really fail you when it comes to describing like happiness or joy or gratitude. So, I I, I think one of
1: the reasons for that is because it's a lot easier to make fun of something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's just like, I mean... That's just sort of like your gut reaction. Like Even things you love, there are things you can probably like make fun of about it, but it's like, well, that's not what you want to do when you're right. writing this review. Well, or, well I think or, it's I, so
2: I, hard to be vulnerable, and I think that plays you know. into it. When you're talking about something you love, it's showing a side of yourself that maybe you want to keep hidden for whatever reason, or something that, you know, if you if you talk about how much you love something, it opens you up to a lot of ridicule, and or it has the potential yeah. to, anyway.
0: I, I also think the problem is, uh, this is something that happened with The Dark Knight Rises last year, um, where people who didn't like it including me uh were really nitpicky about all the inconsistencies and stuff and and the people who did like it are saying that kind of stuff happens in other movies you like and the thing is i think the stuff that you don't that you don't tend to like about about a movie is usually more uh i don't know quantifiable whereas the stuff you do like is sort of intangible i talked about liking stoker and i was home in St. Louis this past week and I was talking to my brother who had just, it came out in St. Louis a little bit later so we had just recently seen Stoker and he didn't like it very much and so I was trying to tell him why I liked it and I couldn't, like, I was like it just worked, like I, it, it felt very powerful and had a presence to me but I can't like put it into words the way I can like it's dumb in the dark night when you know they go into the tunnel in the middle of the day and they come out of the tunnel and it's the middle of the night that's right. stupid
2: mm-hmm. or in that Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever when he goes into the like the car thing where he goes through that like two foot gap and he goes in on one wheel and he comes out the other side on the other wheel <laughs> <laughs> that's my
0: favorite one I've never seen that yeah. um, well I have more questions for you my first question is is there another one of these beers there are alright
2: I brought beers. I want points or something. Yeah, I'd like that's... another as well. All please. right. Well,
1: uh, that, while you're that doing that, off. I want to oh, okay. I want to comment on because I don't I don't write reviews are anymore. You lucky. <laughs> <clears throat> so so I don't I don't often have that problem of like like for instance, the Dark Knight Rises. I like it a lot, but I have those same nitpicky problems with it because there's so many, and yet the 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 good things are still strong enough to me, and I didn't have to sit down and write about it and come to any sort of like concrete decision about it for a piece so it didn't really have to
0: lean either way but, you know even after i didn't i, I, I didn't write the review for the site anyway warner brothers is not um I, you know no i don't want to throw any shade on warner brothers but uh they haven't been as forthcoming with the press screenings as certain other studios have been for me um so i don't think we they're not, that way in general was that they're
2: that way in general <laughs> okay
0: that's good um so we i don't think we did get a review but i you know the second time I, I i didn't like the dark knight rises and then i saw it a second time because i wanted to see it in imax um and that helped and yeah some time had passed and i was watching it and i was like oh this is better than i thought it was and then you get to the third act and it just it has so much of the same problem i guess spoilers for batman begins and dark knight rises here <laughs> It has somewhat of the same problem as Batman Begins, where, like, in Batman Begins, you think, you know, you forget that is it Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you say it. Um, he's the main villain, but he's gone for so long that you convince yourself, oh, the Scarecrow is the main villain, and then he dies or he gets dispatched in the, the, just the wimpiest, like, easiest way, yeah. and, and it kind of felt the same way with this. Like, uh, like oh, I was pretty sure Bane was the main bad guy here, mm-hmm. and then, oh, well, that was that was over. <laughs> the, the, the way they dispatch Bane is, so, yeah. is so quick and pointless, and it's mm-hmm. like a little joke line for Anne Hathaway. Yeah. It, th- they kind of do I, that really with uh,
1: with Joker as well.
0: Do they? I haven't seen that in one while. Because yeah, that was one I liked the first time, and, and I didn't like The Dark Knight as much when I saw it again. I,
1: I like them all, but they're very far from perfect.
0: Mm. I have a problem with going to see movies again because I want to see something different. I saw – um. I saw The Hobbit, and it was awful. Oh, it was so bad. Maybe this is why Warner Brothers won't give me any screenings. What way did um, you, what way did you that's see That's what I'm it? saying. first time I saw it in 48... Uh, frames per second me too and uh, I was like this is a I was thinking this is a big part of why I'm not liking this I don't it It looks chintzy I don't don't like it so then I went and saw it again in 2D and it didn't do much more for me see I I (laughs) liked it I I still saw it in 3D in uh, 24 frames okay
2: I was shocked how little of a splash I felt like Hobbit made for all the trouble that like Lord of the Rings caused I felt like there was going to be way more going on but just Mm -hmm. nobody seemed to care at all
1: it was kind of an afterthought that still made a shit ton of money really oh yeah Yeah. oh it's I think it passed a a billion dollars worldwide yeah I
2: feel like I don't know a human being who would go see that which maybe is well, you a know comment it on my I life I saw it twice wow this one that's where that billion dollars that's is exactly <laughs> remarkable
1: they're tricky they're like people are going to be so damn furious I saw it in 40, 48 Friends that they're going to just go back again you know, and right. still
0: be like well I still want to see it in 3D yeah um, but yeah that worldwide market actually I was at WonderCon a couple of years, a couple weeks ago um, feels like years time uh, like I said I was back home in St. Louis for a week Um Anyway, uh, and uh, Seth Rogen was there to promote. Um, this is the end. I think is the mm-hmm. comedy he has coming out uh, based on the footage. I should put comedy in quotation marks. Um, his new picture, yes, yes, his new picture, and he was
2: weekend uh, alcohol fueled whatever fest.
0: Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, we a, we're we we're ten camera. years older Does and we're still oh, acting.
2: Something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one I'm of not, the jokes. James is
2: having a party, right? Yeah. yeah, all right, cool. That's sort of
1: one of the jokes in their marketing right. now. Have you seen the the fake uh, trailer so within chintzy, the trailer? We could have made it for oh, Pineapple Express. Too. Yeah, that was like their yeah. April Fools' yeah. trailer. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so Seth Rogen was talking about like someone was like, you know, why did, uh, how did you get this movie made? And he said, he said, oh, well, Seth so, Rogen. He said Sony was really happy with me after um, the Green Hornet was such a success, and there was a <laughs> like a rumbling from the crowd, and he was like, worldwide, <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that movie was fun, dude. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I really liked it. I mean, which is something weird, but I mean... Christoph Waltz is the villain? Is that right? I have no idea. It was so long ago. Who knows? (laughs) Anything could could happen in that movie. Here's what I remember in that movie. Um, There was a sidekick, and also Uh they filmed part of it at the Standard, and not the downtown one. The one in, you know, Sunset. The real Standard. Yes.
0: The one where where Vanilla Ice was hung uh, (gasps) outside the... uh, from his feet dangled from the balcony. Oh, right? All I
2: know is that they have a girl in a glass box behind reception and she's always there.
0: Uh, I've heard that. I've never actually been to it's the standard. Great. I've heard the rooftop bar is a, a yeah, good time. Um, I have another question for park you. Park
1: I have yeah, another man. question for you, critics. Um, Because you were talking about not even liking going to press screenings now,
0: David. Well, I know. I, look, I don't want to sound
1: ungrateful. I love, love the exactly. press screenings. But some of the people there, you know. I feel like when I go to a movie where where I feel like people like me are expected to like it, like sort of film snobs, I feel weird about having a conversation about movies in line or in the theater before the movie because I feel like other people are around me it feels listening. Yeah, no, and like, I keep trying to okay. talk quieter and quieter so that I don't distract anybody else because I always hear conversations of other people and I'm like just look who's showing them. off yeah. who, who yeah, can yeah. say this like guy. oh I was watching this movie you know it's just like that's and, how they
0: talk I know but there's no way around it because I want to talk about movies I'm so antisocial though when I go to those things I, normally, I pretty much have my headphones in yeah. until the it's lights go down the only way down. you can survive yeah.
1: okay well I typically go to movies with, with another person
2: that yeah. must be weird
1: <laughs> it's I don't, not really? it's great I, I go bad. to movies by myself as well
0: yeah, I, I I generally prefer, and have since high school. Uh, ever since I had a driver's license, I have generally yeah. preferred going to movies alone.
2: Yeah, I mean, hmm. when I was when I was sixteen, I started going to movies. I probably saw three or four movies a week, just paid out of my own pocket. So yeah,
1: I, that was college for me yeah. because because no one else wanted to drive forty five minutes to see movies, yeah. but well, I did. Where, where
2: were you, where you, where were you living? I, I went to uh, <laughs> ce- is
1: <laughs> Central Missouri State University. That's right. It's the home of the Mules. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Jennies, the so Jennies was You're 45 the, uh, minutes from. Uh, from Kansas, Kansas City. City, or uh, actually Independence, Missouri,
0: which sure, had sure. Harry S. Which, Truman. There you go. That's where he's from. Um. <laughs> I'm also a Missourian, so I know <laughs> the one president who's from Missouri. I just never I met yeah.
2: anyone from a flyover state before. It's just
0: that, that once can't again, be true. you got you got two here. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. I was born out here, though. So look. Uh, anyway, I like I like Los Angeles, but you know. This thing we're doing here, drinking beers, you can do that a lot more freely and and hassle-free and later into the night in St. Louis. Yeah. That's for sure.
2: And that so. is the only criteria for living anywhere. So you're right. Yeah. Kansas something City I like. is way I, better. I
0: did I did sign a petition today for uh four a.m. for the four a.m. Yeah. last call.
2: I think everyone in the state has signed that. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. California Senate Bill uh, six thirty-five. I think something like that. Look at you. Oh, I've got a Google alert.
2: Politico. It, it's. You're you're gonna write for uh oh, for Politico? It. No, I had such a good House of Cards joke, and it like went out of my head. Oh, uh, and I didn't see House of Cards. Okay, didn't well, then it the wouldn't yet. have mattered anyway. But wait, let's, let's talk about TV. I know it's okay. a
0: movie podcast, but you said that you were um, the uh, TV managing I was, editor. Yeah, at I was film. for a time,
2: and I hired okay. some people, and yeah.
0: And that you read Television Without Pity. So what I did? What is your uh, what's your story with TV? How did you? Because here. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell what's you, your
2: deal with TV? <laughs> it was this a Jerry Seinfeld discarded? I'll act. tell you
0: mine. Yeah, no, I'm saying what? Yeah, what's your what's your story? Because I was a film guy, and I think in in high school, other than like The Simpsons and Seinfeld, news radio reruns that came on late at night, um, I was kind of snobbishly anti-TV because mm-hmm. I was a you know a budding uh, uh, cineast or whatever, and I thought that was what I should be. Cineast. And, and then in 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 college, um, I became friends with. Um, some uh, some other kids who were i guess pretty much textbook nerds and they would get together every tuesday to watch buffy and angel and so i started watching it with them and so you did watch tv with others mm-hmm. yeah i did at that time because i, I didn't know anybody because i, I didn't i you hadn't
2: become hardened i hadn't you know. become
0: a hardcore tv geek like i am now uh and buffy and angel like blew blew open the doors of perception for me so that i guess i'm saying that's my tv story i uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you were also being both a film person and a TV person has there ever been a dichotomy there have you always loved both
2: I I've always just loved media like and Mm. loved like I mean when I was a little kid my mom would like leave the house or whatever and I would turn on the TV immediately and just watch whatever it was and I'm sort of not picky in that way. And I mean, hmm. as a result of that, I've seen some really weird stuff that I didn't mean to see necessarily. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, this is kind of a weird story, but I was babysitting my little sister and my mom left. I turned on the TV and it was Columbine and I didn't know what I was even watching. And I was like, this is so weird to see. And um, it was sort of the same thing with 9-11 actually. I like turned on the TV and I was like, I don't know what this is. And so, I mean, I've always had this kind of like weird sort of just, if something's on, I want to watch it. I just love not doing other things while the option of watching TV is available to me. Um, but I really started getting more into shows like, I mean, my mom actually really loved Buffy, which was kind of funny.
0: See, I was, I'm mom, telling you, I'm old.
2: No, 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 My mom and my dad have always been, they're the ones that like really introduced me to movies. I mean, one of the first movies I ever saw was My Neighbor Totoro. Oh yeah, And, wow. um, no, I know my parents are like really hip and, like way cooler than I could ever hope to be. And that,
0: that's my, uh, my Google theme. Really? My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, how
2: funny. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, I probably, I was probably had to been like five or six and that's the, one of the first movies I remember actually watching and.
1: Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. It took me a second to realize what the hell you were talking about when my, you said my, that's my, 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 my Google Gmail Google theme. Google theme.
0: Yeah. Backdrop thing. I was like, Google, th- what the fuck does that mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. And then I realized, okay.
0: That's good. Yeah, you know why? Because you're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a typewriter type of person. I, I Oh my God, give me a typewriter. I'd,
1: oh, I'd love it.
2: <laughs> Are people still doing that?
1: <laughs> Some people. Yeah,
2: all right. <laughs> yeah. that thought was like the Tumblr crowd. I've heard Tumblr's coming back. In a big way. Yeah. I, I discovered sorry. this really great Tumblr this week, and I've been doing nothing but work but reading that. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so oh yeah, my, my parents really loved, like, you know, all kinds of movies, and I, the other kinds of movies I remember watching was, like, 2001, and I just kind of weird movies. They're like, Family Night, we're going to watch Ron, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, this is weird. But, and I was like, you know, an eight-year-old or whatever. Is that Captain Ron? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: See, but then what do you have to rebel against?
2: Oh, nothing. I mean, my parents have always been the most forward-thinking. I mean, I saw this. My dad used to have these mad magazines, and I remember seeing a uh, cartoon where it was – these two aging rock stars, and it was like, you know, their kids rebel, and their kids were, like, really straight-laced and, like, doing their homework, and the rock stars were like, no, and they were, like, older. And I guess that's sort of, like, what my parents were like in a really fun way.
0: I, and I don't even know how to process someone's childhood that isn't about, like, as much as I love my parents mm-hmm. uh, now, and they're great, but, like, like having, you know, Republican sort of middle-of-the-road mm-hmm. cultural taste type of, uh, you know, religious parents is so much of it my identity because mm-hmm. that was everything that i rebelled against we're fine
2: that's just the computer shutting down no big deal <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean my my parents have both been really i mean they're both intellectuals they both have masters and PhD, i mean my dad has like you know a jurist law degree and Uh, they've always really valued intellectualism and they really cared about Mm -hmm. the arts, which just kind of set them apart I think from a lot of the culture in Southern California because a lot of the, I mean the area we grew up in especially was very like religious, Republican I mean Temecula is very like white bread if you're Mm -hmm. a fancy white person that's where you live, is Temecula and I mean that just kind of wasn't my parents' scene but they moved down there for a lot of good reasons and I don't know, so I mean I had a very like very active, open-questioning kind of intellectual surrounding when I was growing up, and we were encouraged to, like, read whatever we wanted to, watch whatever, you know, within reason. But
0: but they weren't anti, I guess, mass media if they enjoyed television.
2: No, my dad loved The Simpsons. Like, I remember watching The Simpsons, and my mom was like, this is appropriate for kids to watch. <laughs> my dad's like, yeah, terrible, okay. Like, <laughs> so we'd watch it.
0: I, my, my mom and my dad both um, initially – uh objected to the the simpsons mm-hmm. and then i think my dad was won over by one joke uh in the episode when um uh what's the, when 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 ralph wiggum says that he saw the principal and mrs krabappel in the closet and they were making babies and one of the baby babies smiled at him or whatever i don't know if you remember <laughs> that uh ralph wiggum the police chief you know he reaches over grabs the phone picks off the hook puts it to his ear and he says judy Get me Superintendent Chalmers and his wife on the other side of the table. Reaches over and dials the phone, and he goes, "Thank you, Judy." <laughs> and my dad thought that was so funny mm-hmm. that I think that entirely won him over to The Simpsons. That is funny.
2: You, stuff like that is always so. Good. You
1: know, what my parents didn't like me watching hmm. the Late Show with David Letterman. Oh, yeah, love that. some
2: aggressive material.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> we I was never... like, no, 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 I'm Letterman, not Leno. Oh
2: yeah. Even as the even the the as line's a seventh drawn, grader, line's that's drawn, right. Drawn, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, you know your man, a man. get this guy.
0: Let's go to Letterman. <laughs> yeah, you had, I don't know how much you want to talk about on the podcast, but you had pretty strict uh, parents culturally and Yeah, of movies and stuff. Yeah,
1: relatively. I mean, there was like a no R-rated movies.
2: Oh, yeah. My mom you know. actually, like weirdly, would kind of try to be that way when I was in high school and college. Uh-huh. Like I remember being in film school and I came home and – when I came home from school, film school, my sister and I would always watch Meet Joe Black immediately, and uh, I don't know why. It's one of those weird traditions. It was like four in the morning. I'm like, we gotta watch Meet Joe Black. I'd like wake her up, and so I've seen Meet Joe Black approximately like a thousand times. Wow. And um, my mom would always be like, I don't know about these R-rated movies, and I was like, Mom, I don't remember what happened yesterday, much less what I saw like last week. I <laughs> promise you have no problems. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, Which it seems sort of at odds with this like. I don't know. I think she'd like change her mind about stuff, or I don't
1: know. It, it's weird when you're a kid that way. Like, then any R-rated movie becomes like uh, any R-rated movie you do get to watch becomes like the greatest thing ever, even if it's terrible. Right. And uh, a friend's mother had uh, bought me like, and my friend. Oh tickets. Man, we're gonna watch
0: The Bodyguard.
1: Yeah. No, we went and saw <laughs> Lethal Weapon Four. Amazing. Not a good movie.
0: But still, that's for it
1: for a an adolescent that's yeah uh, it was still fun but i was just like i'm
2: gonna age myself a little and when i was 15 jackass came out and i snuck in a jackass it was right. a huge deal and it was a really <laughs> bad thing to I do. i tried to sneak
1: into blair witch project and uh, did not was not able to um oh. but but so lethal weapon 4 came out i saw it with my friend and i wanted to see it again because i was like this is the greatest movie and so i was like dad let's go see it and he was like all right but if they say the F word more than five times. I
2: love this rubric.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, Dad. And I was just banking on the fact that once we got into the movie, my dad wouldn't have the gall to take us out of the movie. Did you yeah. pick
2: middle C's right in the middle? Yeah. Yep. And, and?
1: and I was correct. Oh, case. good. Yeah. yeah.
0: My dad, because, yeah, my parents also did generally had a no R-rated, R-rated movie rule, which they lifted when I was 15, I think yeah. they, and that's when they. But, um, my
2: parents was mostly motivated by the fact that I have four younger sisters, like, uh, uh, raging all the way down to 12 yeah, years younger than me, and we would all try and, we'd all usually watch movies together, and it's hard to be like, okay, two of you can watch this movie and three of you can't. You know, that's yeah. just not fair. So that was yeah. mostly what, most of the rules um, in my life were about that. That actually huh. just
0: came up when I was talking to my little brothers while I was home. Well, first of all, my dad would, um, again, generally no R-rated movies, but if he'd seen it and he decided. It was okay yeah. then he would show me Die Hard when I was eight years old like, yeah. there were a weird exceptions and Die Hard is to this day the movie I've seen more times than any other movie it's it's my meet Joe Black
2: mm. <laughs> um, well that's not even the movie I've seen the most times what's, what movie would that be? Um, gosh it's either American Psycho or Naughty Hill
0: Oh, I don't like that. My God! But American Psycho is amazing. Woman, that's me. I actually just rewatched that again. Um, no, a I love weeks it. Ago. It's, it's probably, It
2: was my favorite movie for like aeons. I would say. Did,
0: did you see? This is that's what prompted great, me that's to. That's a great re- double feature. Mm-hmm. What prompted me to rewatch American Psycho? Did you see the funny or die thing with Huey Lewis and Weird no. Al? <laughs> yeah. So it's. I guess it was an. It's essentially like an ad for the 30th anniversary of sports coming out, mm-hmm. and it's a shot-for-shot shot remake of the sports scene. Is a Great album. <laughs> yeah, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake of that scene. Mm-hmm. Only instead of Christian Bale talking about mm-hmm. Huey Lewis, it's Huey Lewis talking to Weird Al about the movie American Psycho, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he kills Weird Al at the end. It's it's so brilliant, and so it, I, I don't want to re- watch the whole That's movie. Pretty awesome. But I wanted to go back to this because I am the young, the oldest mm-hmm. um, of four and um my sister and i we were close enough in age we were you know uh that didn't matter but i then there was a gap between my sister and my younger brothers and i had two younger brothers and so i was Again, like I said, uh, budding cinephile and stuff. So I started having a VHS collection of movies when I was in high school, and so my brothers, at the ages of like nine and eleven years old, were seeing things like Taxi Driver because they would just <laughs> sneak it from my like drawer in the basement and watch it after my mom and dad had gone to bed. Mm. I did not have these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things about having, about being the first. Are, are you the first child?
2: It's a nightmare. You fight yeah. all the battles. My youngest, my yeah. youngest sister, she doesn't. She does whatever she wants. 24 7 without limits, as far as I can tell. I'm like, it's 11 p.m. I'm like, where's Lizzie? And everyone's like, I don't know. And I'm like, she's like a little girl. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Where is she?
0: I was not allowed to ride my bike to McDonald's, even though I didn't have to cross any major roads to get there. It was just too far away. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, Chris and, Chris and Kevin. Do and whatever then, you want to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mayors. The mayor and the <laughs> secondary mayor.
0: Yeah. See, I'm the middle child, but my brother
1: was such a pushover. He never rocked the boat at all. Oh. Not at all. So it all came down on me. I managed to impersonate my mother and get the rating restriction changed oh. at the local video store from PG-13 to R, and I announced this victoriously to my brother, who promptly told my parents. Oh,
2: my God. And my mother marched brother. me to the
1: video store and made me tell them what I'd done.
2: That's pretty amazing.
1: And the manager was impressed. Did
0: your brother get in trouble for tattling? No! Oh. Oh, man. That's oh, that's that was me the wrong way. I that's actually, my life.
2: I actually uh, remembered what about tv really got me into tv or whatever and it was x-files which i loved more than maybe any person's ever loved hmm. i mean not as much as anyone's loved the x-files because i definitely ran across later in life some people who actually love the x-files and i was uh-huh. like oh i didn't know it could get worse than what happened to me <laughs> um but i love that show and my dad and i would watch it when i was very young and like earlier seasons and then as i got older and older i watched it all the way through and i just loved i loved the movie and i loved the show i loved every aspect of it and i think that really kind of that shaped my interest, but somehow it kept me from going, like, on a sci-fi path. Like, I'm not, like, a Battlestar person. I'm not, like, into Did you watch Battlestar? No. I mean, I've seen, like, a couple episodes, but I was never... I know a lot of people. I like it a lot. <laughs> I've heard from many people. Yes. I, don't, I, but, I hate to
0: be the... I hate the people who are like, what? You haven't seen it? So I just say, like,
2: yeah, it's good. It's good. Which it's is good. about all you can say about anything, I think. Like, yeah, it's bad. It's good.
1: There's so much out there. You can't really say, like, how have you not seen this?
2: Yeah. Right. And I mean, binge watching television is one of my favorite things. Like I, I've seen the wire a bunch of times and I would yeah. usually watch like one season a weekend and I'd just be like, my God, I know I used to be cool. The other day I was thinking about how I used to have all this time. <laughs> and I was like, when in the world did I have time to watch an entire season of television at one sitting? Yeah. I was like, what, what life was that? I want that life again. Yeah. No what longer. was the
1: rest of that weekend? Like, was it just crying? <laughs> um,
2: no, not unless it was season four, and then it was oh, furiously yeah. filling out applications for Teach oh, for America and like swearing to make my life different. And then you know Monday rolls around, I'm like back to doing what I was doing. It's like it's going to go into church camp, and then you're like, yeah. I'm going to be a good kid, I'm I'm... read my Bible. And then you get home, and you're like, R-rated movies are the best. I'm going to go behind the Kmart, and smoke cigarettes with my friends, and talk about how my dad's a total Nazi. At one of
1: my church camps, they uh, my friend tried to get me to swear off seeing R-rated movies.
2: Right, and you had to think about it. It's like oh.
1: yeah. I did it for about a couple of weeks and then I decided that any R-rated movies I'd already seen were, were okay I remember, I the, I remember
2: the big battle of our church youth group situation was that they were trying to get us not to watch Friends <laughs> why? they were like Friends is an immoral show it talks about sex in a bad way blah blah blah, blah. And now I'm like man y'all picked fighting the wrong battles nonstop. like Friends really? anyway pretty good yeah. but oh that's funny yeah. I, I am I still really... a Christian though um, <laughs> um apparently that's a secret <laughs> What? Okay, so you, you, got, got a you guys are both
0: still Christians. That, wait, well,
1: one of us, one of us is the other one. Hey, the
2: other one wants a job. <laughs> Jeez, crazy. Jeez. We're not casting
1: aspersions here.
0: Okay, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah, my uh, my mom, like, uh, you know, a Catholic. She has really wanted to see, um. Dogma when it came out because oh, wow. because of the controversy because like huh. the Catholic Church was uh, yeah for sure uh, was I not happy that. with Dogma and she was like I want to see that I don't know if she ever did though
2: she's super into like Lars von Trier's Antichrist <laughs> not, she's like really think... into like I don't know I can't no. think of another funny one Sorry. I can't
1: decide if I love that movie to pieces or never want to see it again Dogma? Antichrist no Antichrist
0: oh I never saw Antichrist I... I never actually saw it either I have gotten oh wow I know I, I have gotten life's hard rather bro. squeamish. <laughs> As it's too much to do. I I, I know I'm the big uh, rebellious non-Christian here, but um, I am squeamish when it comes to uh-huh. certain things, and so when I've I, I haven't heard I think a compelling argument that I should watch Antichrist that overpowers the parts of me that are repulsed by it, and it's not a judgment of the movie. It's yeah. a, it's about me. Like I know that I I don't know. It's if about I your failings. Handle yeah. it. Yes. You know I don't. You know I know that I can't unsee certain things. And right. Uh, yeah, it's gonna so upset
1: me. It's it, it's it's an endurance test, for sure. Try
2: thinking about a movie I've seen that like really upset me to the point where I like meditated on it. You know, I like, couldn't stop thinking about it, and I'm having trouble thinking of one. Oh, uh, mm-hmm.
0: mine is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which I've seen twice, <laughs> and that's that's it. I'm that's a great movie. I am done for life watching mm-hmm. that movie. Uh-huh. Have either of you seen that movie? I haven't. Have it's very upsetting.
2: Yeah, it sounds bad. <laughs>
1: I remember when people were that way about, like, seven. When they were yeah. like, boy, that's one and done.
2: Now people have, like, Halloween costumes about that. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe mean, not really. It's I do love that movie.
1: I'm trying to think of, like, uh, someone asked me this at, uh, at a at – uh, I, do, I do a movie night with friends with Tyler. Uh-huh. Um, and someone asked the question, like, what's a movie, like, that was just disturbed you to your core? And I couldn't really come up with anything
2: oogie see, loves in the hot air balloon adventure <laughs> did you see it no oh. not brave I Get oh, scared that's... by things with eyes that seem real um I,
0: like I i am interested in movies that are like uh you know crazy bad like i can't believe they exist mm-hmm. um all of them <laughs> uh the one that i often reference although i know this movie actually has its defenders which baffles me but uh legend of the guardians the Owls of Gahul. Oh, okay
2: right. i'm sorry defender right <laughs> oh here God. have you seen that it's movie so fucking ridiculous it's oh. so good like i was shocked i got a screener or whatever and i was like this pack is a sack of crap or whatever and i tossed it in and i was like riveted i was like <laughs> um, everyone needs to see the Owls of Gahul. uh this is the best movie ever how can i get another one i was so there's, psyched there's on it there's a
0: montage of owls learning how to be blacksmiths with their with their claws. I'm sorry. Are you selling song... the
2: movie even harder? What is this? <laughs> set
0: to a where can I see it? Set to a poppy guitar song about taking to the sky.
2: <laughs> it's the and, best. There's so much going on, and it, the feathers so realistic. It, I, mean, it, I know that's it, what I go repeatedly to the
0: movies for. Depicts mm-hmm. owls coughing up owl pellets as something cute, I guess, even mm. though it's horribly disgusting. It's,
2: yeah, it's, animals doing stuff in movies that they don't do in real life, like well, perfectly accurately. Whoa! Let's wait, really call so them saying, to court.
0: Okay, so it's good that they're accurate about the owl, uh, owl pellets, but you can write off the fact that they're fucking blacksmiths.
2: Um, maybe that's possible. I don't know what owls do. I don't <laughs> well, know if, if they if are legends cool. of the guardians. I was I was really confused right? about the like various levels. It was clear that they yeah. had some sort of huge franchise planned or something, and then they were like, "This movie took eight hundred years to make. We yeah. can't do another one." <laughs> I don't know. Too many I dollars. loved it. I loved it. That was on my top ten that year. Really? Maybe I took it off. Actually, I think at the last minute I was like, I can't do it. You but weren't brave. I wasn't a brave person. <laughs> well, I was not brave.
0: Now you're now you're having the fight.
2: I know. I love that movie though. I thought it was charming.
0: What about Sucker Punch? Did you like that one? I
2: don't. Know, um, I don't think I actually saw it. It's also I did.
0: It's also crazy terrible. You it is it? crazy. No, I hated it. Oh, okay,
1: but I will say, like. It just reminds you how fucking great he is at constructing a fight scene.
0: Well, that, I, I, my, my an action sequence, rather. Did you guys my...
2: see that movie last year called You May Not Kiss the Bride with Catherine McPhee from American Idol? No. <laughs> okay. Wait, um... you mean Catherine
0: McPhee from Smash.
2: Yeah, but she wasn't she on American Idol? Yes. Okay. Well, she's on Smash now, for sure. That show that no one likes. <laughs> no one likes. Um, <laughs> They had crazy showrunner problems. That was crazy. Anyway, yep. I mean, no one's had worse showrunner problems than Up All Night, which. Now no longer exists because everybody Ugh. left, which is yeah. sad. That was a good show. Well,
0: Walking Dead has also been through. What? Three oh at yeah, this point
2: four. Four. I, I don't, I don't watch the show, so I don't. Oh know. well, they just got rid of Glenn Mazzara, so they just hired on a new person. I thought it was Kaylen going Hurt. well. Um, she's still not. no, she's still executive producing, okay, but, but it's a not, new. It's someone who was a writer that. since season two. I can't remember his name. Okay.
0: Um. You May Not Kiss the Bride. What is this about?
2: Oh, God, I don't even know. Okay, so Dave Annabelle, I think, who I think was on Brothers and Sisters, um, he um, plays a pet photographer, a professional pet photographer, who falls in love with this... this pad it's very creepy <laughs> now he falls in love um or no he's forced through some mechanism i don't remember to marry this beautiful woman who needs a green card and they go to hawaii to get married and her family is like a russian mob people and they're trying to make him marry her but not consummate the marriage and the two of them end up falling in love or something and it's so wild and it looks like they spent some money on it which is amazing because it just wow. like
0: Does this discuss if you have a russian accent
2: in the movie uh she has a Oh yeah, no, it's all there. Dude, good. Okay. Yeah. Jason for the listeners, Jason has now pulled up the You May Not Kiss the Bride poster and That's PR. incredible. No, it's watching it, I was shocked. And the girl the girl who's doing PR for it that was the one time I've had a PR person actually be like, eh. <laughs> I was like, "How's the movie?" And she went, "What?" And she was kind of like, trying to like to stifle her true opinions. And so I made a hand motion like, "Uh," eh? and she was like, "Uh," eh? like going back and forth. It was kind of funny, but yeah, she kept emailing me, oh. being like, "Hey, how about this coverage? Are you going to cover it?" And I was like, "Oh, I am definitely, <laughs> definitely going to write down my real, true thoughts about that. Don't you worry." The the
1: lead character's name is Brian Lighthouse.
2: What yeah. a great no, no, name. dude! It just gets crazier and crazier, and the situations that like make them and the misunderstandings abound in this beautiful way, and oh it's just my. it's so zany and it's so like weird. And you can tell Catherine Murphy doesn't smile the entire time. It's like I'm like, who signed your name on this document and forced you to go to Tahiti for shooting because it wasn't you? <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, that's that's incredible.
2: Anyway, that's more talking about that movie than it ever deserved ever. So let's Ooh. no no longer talk about it.
0: What are yours? So like crazy bad movies. If, if I've got Legend of the Guardians, which is terrible, which is not
2: a terrible movie, <laughs> we'll and, put the oh, and, and
0: then Sucker Punch, what I was going to say, my which again the listeners heard, like when it was coming out, I was like, uh, like I was like, there's an, I, I think I said there's a ninety percent chance this is going to be complete crap, mm-hmm. and a ten percent chance this is Zack Snyder's masterpiece, uh-huh. and I think oh, in a way it actually like he's is, capable of that. right? But <laughs> a way it actually is both. It is the it is the that's best, dammit. most pure thing he could ever do, that's and it's sad. terrible.
2: Yeah, it's really sad.
0: <laughs> so what's uh, – just a, a
1: total disaster?
0: Yeah, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot.
1: Um, well, I know a movie you hate uh, and a movie it, it, I did not like either, but I saw less of it than you, is uh, Rock of Ages.
0: I didn't see it. Because
1: I was so curious about I'd, Tom Cruise I became... in
2: it furious upon leaving that film. I became so angry that I got in a fight with the person I was with, my boyfriend. I, I read was about like, that. I was so angry that I, he was like, you're being really aggressive right now. And I was like, I hate that movie. He's like, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. And I was like, no, I hate it. And I almost started crying. I was so upset. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I just wasted time doing that. And we went to this party and someone at the party was like, you look like a big grumpy baby right now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm so angry about this stupid movie. I the just first saw. thing
1: you should say to angry grumpy babies. I know, <laughs> large grumpy babies. Yeah.
2: Um, and then later I, I interviewed Adam Schultz Shankman, and I had the gall who directed the film, and I had the gall to say to him, you know, Truffaut had this quote that said, the film of tomorrow will be an act of love. Do you feel this film is an act of love towards (laughs) cinema? And he was like, well, I don't know about that. And then he was really sweet and nice, and I felt bad about making fun of him in my own head, so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But no, I I watched that movie because it's on on HBO Go now. And sometimes I'll just see how much of a movie I can stomach on HBO Go. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so I watched about 35 minutes of that movie, mostly just fast-forwarding to Tom Cruise's scenes. And they were decent to pretty bad. So that's <laughs> that's kind of what I think about that movie, but it just I had that like realization of like I almost went to see this in theaters.
2: It was a close and call. just
1: and, and I, you, could, you feel the bus driving. Yeah. You're like,
2: whoa! I just have, yeah. I have
1: that. I have that whiff of dread mm-hmm. and fury that I would have felt had I spent money and gone to the theater to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like it was like one of those weird experiences.
2: I'm gonna take a hard line on this one and say I felt, I over the weekend I went to see Upstream Color on Saturday and then on Sunday I saw To the Wonder. And To the Wonder was probably one of my most disappointing movie yeah. experiences of the year, at least, I'd say. Just not happy. Not a fan at all. I was really bummed out by it. And I was surprised because I really liked Terrence Malick and I really loved yeah. um, Tree mm. of Life. And
0: Did you like Upstream Color?
2: I loved it. I haven't seen either yet. Oh, Upstream Color was, I mean, it's vivid and no. bizarre and you should have, I think everyone should see it because I think it's going to evoke, like, like I said, I was saying about, like, people who either really love something or people who really hate something. It's going to make you feel one of those things, I mm-hmm. think. Like I don't think it's a movie you can be like that's all right I guess yeah you know it's very strange for both
1: of those films I feel like I need to watch rewatch Primer and uh, Tree of Life before I um, go see it I them. mean I
2: wouldn't say so if you re- rewatch Tree of Life especially you're just gonna be sad that you're not watching Tree of Life so I wouldn't recommend
1: <laughs> that well I wasn't so high on it the the only time I've seen
2: it Tree uh, really? of so, Life yeah well oh. To the Wonders very non even it's crazy non narrative so, yeah and it's sort of nonlinear so it's triple nightmare yeah because it also isn't that right.
1: Which is fine. Meanwhile, I recently watched uh, The New World.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that movie. I remember watching it in theaters, and we saw it, I mean, my friend and I went to go see it at the Dollar Theater by our college. Uh-huh. The people who go to Dollar Theater movies were not fans, <laughs> not happy at all. I remember one being like, what the hell is this? Like, so mad. And I was like, oh, Did you crazy. see
1: it in Missouri?
2: No, I saw it here, and I don't know why she has such a crazy accent in my rendition of that, but, you know. <laughs>
0: Speaking of HBO, um, regular HBO, not HBO Go. Um, <laughs> we would never. <laughs> um, I watched the first forty-five minutes or so of or re-watched a rewatch movie that I liked when it came out. I saw it in Chicago, and found myself surprisingly not into it second time around. And that's Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. <laughs> it, it it felt like. I seen it. it. It it felt like.
2: Is that Sam Rockwell?
0: Yeah, and it's and it's the first movie that George Clooney directed. Uh, and it really, it it, it felt like a film school American? movie. No, that's oh. um, the dude who did uh, the the Joy Division movie, Control. Corbin? Oh, Something Anton, Cor- Cor- Anton Corbin. Anton yeah, Corbin. There you yeah. go. Um, yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind felt like a, a a film school kid who had a lot of money. There's a
1: lot of trickery in
0: it. Yeah, and he seems a yeah. little overly pleased with himself.
1: Mm-hmm. I, Actually, I don't know. Do
0: you, do you think it holds up? Have you watched it recently? Uh.
1: Not real recently, but I do like the movie quite a bit. I've
0: seen it a few times. I like Sam Rockwell a lot in it. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a fun episode. Yeah. Was there anything we wanted to talk about? You've been taking notes.
2: No, I ha it came with notes about movies I liked, so I could talk about them. Oh, cool. what, do you got? what didn't you get to? Um. All right, I'll just read the whole list and we can pick and choose. Okay. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, Tarkovsky, Sh- yes, yes. Studio Ghibli talked about that. Yeah. Cross that one off. Polanski, American Psycho mm-hmm. talked about that. Days of Heaven talked about that. Um. Greenaway, Peter Greenaway, I was going to talk about, but... Yeah. And then I was going to recommend The East, which has not come out yet, but it's Britt Marling and Zal uh, Batmanglish, who did uh, Sound of My Voice. Which and, I liked. Yeah, which is phenomenal. And she's she's an exceptional actress and like, an yeah. exceptional human being. I interviewed her for Sound of My Voice and ended up talking to her about Gone with the Wind, the book, the entire time. And she was very sweet about it and was like, oh. I'm going to buy that book. <laughs> And she, she did. But she was, was
0: just in The Company You Keep. Yes, she was. I didn't think was very good. But no, she I didn't good.
2: either. I thought old people would love it. And I got like <laughs> reamed on Pajiba for saying that like old people would love that movie. So. <laughs> really? That
1: seems but, like an old people movie. That's a that's safe bet. That's what I
2: thought. I, when I went to the theater, it was all old people. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. This is so genius that they made a movie for like people that are like 60. I was like, those people have money and they want to go see movies. Why aren't we making more movies for them? I saw it as positive, and everyone, all the commenters on Pajiba were like, what is wrong with you? Is this a tactic to get comments? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> Shut it down." <laughs>
0: Yes. The movie, it's like it's like red but sad yeah it's like a sad red sad red <laughs> oh, that was had, the working title and yeah. I had
2: Andrea Arnold Bellflower and Tiny Furniture written down so
0: okay alright let me let me look at your alright yeah I'm you can pick some done. topics here uh, really fast Wakawai great Tarkovsky I've only seen Solaris but great uh, Do we talk about Studio Ghibli Polanski um, yeah, I like some of his stuff. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, David's just going to tell you what he thinks of my list. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, this go. is, oh, this I, is, I, is uh, a monologue? Yeah, don't ever, no, I'm, ever. Trying remind, I'm trying to remind myself because <laughs> there are things I want to talk about. What is
0: your favorite Peter Greenaway film?
2: Um, a Zed and Two Knots. I haven't
0: seen that
1: one.
2: I love that movie. It's like my Twitter background. If that's a thing people do, I don't think so. Um, I know what that is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's one of the most it was one of those movies where you saw it. You're like, Oh, that's what movies can do. Like you had no idea that movies had these like limitations or capabilities even to like transcend those limitations uh-huh. until you see a movie like that, that really explores like dual identity. And, um, the movie is basically about these twin brothers who are both, um, biologists, I think. And maybe, and one of them is exploring the end of life. One of them is exploring the beginnings of life and they're married to two women who die in a car accident. And there's all this it's about coincidence basically like Greenaway and all of his movies is just obsessed with coincidence and the movie is just so fun to watch and so vibrant and just, it's one of those, mm. the thing is, he's one of those filmmakers who makes movies, I think, for the big screen. Mm-hmm. Like he really, yeah. the movie, if you watch it on a small screen, which also I tried to show uh, my boyfriend at the time, Days of Heaven on a 13-inch <laughs> television, <laughs> which that doesn't really work <laughs> if you've ever seen Days of Heaven. Yeah. So I, that's something interesting I like to think about more and more is films being optimized for one or the other, which I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's kind of an old debate, but. That's interesting I was um, thinking
1: that about trance, actually, oh, really? like I wondered if I would have enjoyed it more had it not been such a large in my face experience yeah. huh.
2: interesting
0: okay, I feel like it's um my favorite Peter greenaway is the uh, cook thief wife lover you right. like ever is... order those going <laughs> I think I got it right, but I, I feel think like, that's right. but I feel like that's the least like. That's the most pedestrian response for Rita Greenaway to go to the uh, most accessible have Joss film. You could said Jossman's
2: Contract. I mean, I feel like that's pretty oh, right. pedestrian.
0: But I am also a big fan of uh, Prospero's books, which I had mm-hmm. a VHS of, which I don't know if you've seen. I don't think so. No. It's The Tempest, um, and it has actors in all the roles, but every line is spoken by John Gilgood. He plays Prospero, mm-hmm. but he also, he's telling the story. So oh. when you see the other people acting, they're just lip-syncing along to... John Gilgood's voiceover mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of telling. But that seems it, really weird. Yeah, but it's also... It's like Drunk opinion.
2: History. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the connection I've gotten. Um, and that's the least <laughs> weird thing about it. There's also lots of uh, optical printing and, and images laid over one another, and mm-hmm. uh, it's that's a really cool one. Uh, Andrea Arnold, I liked the last so like movie Wuthering Heights? Oh, Wuthering Heights but I haven't seen Fish Tank yet so now no, I want to see good. Fish Tank Fish Tank's really good i Fish is great. Tank not Wuthering Heights
1: Wuthering Heights one of my favorite books of all time and so really? the preview oh yeah oh god uh, yeah her love it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was a little turned off by the preview I don't know if I uh, do, do you think fans of the book are going to like the movie
2: probably not no I can't all imagine right, that then. being a real thing but I like Fish Tank Yeah, but, I mean, the movie is so... There's, like, very little talking in it. There's a lot of swearing. What talking there is is mostly swearing, which I neglected to mention in my review, which it's, like... See, that's not even my memory of it. Oh, yeah, no, there's so much swearing, which I didn't remember either, but, yeah, there's a How's it going? Fuck. Exactly. No, that's (laughs) what it's like. It's very, like, strange, but, yeah, I don't think people... I mean, I read the book, and I don't think people would like it very much. Hmm. The book is so, like... I think it captures the mood really well of the book, but maybe not in ways okay, people. That's, I think people want to think of it as being much more like refined or romantic than it really was, maybe. And I think she does a really kind of like not
1: a romantic book,
2: hardcore. Well, I mean, in, in the style, like the okay. way people are dressed, I think they imagine a little more like Pride and Prejudice, you know? Yeah. But I don't think it's that way at all. So.
0: And then finally, I wanted to comment on, on Tiny Furniture because I need to rewatch it. I have the Criterion Blu-ray at home. When I saw Tiny Furniture when it was on on demand, I didn't like it. And then I love girls,
2: mm-hmm. and now yeah. I
0: want to go back and revisit it.
2: I want to. Um, promote myself as a long time supporter of Lena Dunham because I saw that movie I think with her, during the first press screenings for it and I said oh this is beyond like this is really exceptional and this is going to be huge and so I felt really gratified that she became like kind of this like big sensation or whatever cause, yeah. and everyone else at the time was like this movie's terrible blah 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 like, who cares and I was like no you guys this is the most modern like on point accurate description of what it is to be a girl at this time and place. Like she's nailed it and mm-hmm. no one knows that. Like I was like this is such a specific experience, but it's huge that someone's making a movie about this. So that also was one of those like blowing open the doors of perception movies for yeah. me where I was like, this is exactly right. Yeah. Maybe
0: as discussed I'm too old. <laughs> <for tiny laughs> um, and you're also not a girl. I, I <laughs> right, right, no, you, you like maybe you've never been a twelve year old girl I doctor. Love <laughs> yeah. Um, I love but my, my complaints about tiny furniture are embarrassingly so much in line with the pe- complaints of people who don't like girls yeah. so huh. now i feel like well i like i love girls it was, it's been mm-hmm. like my favorite show yeah, the past great. couple of years um how do you feel about that season two finale
2: lame i was so mad anyway sorry don't ask me
0: <laughs> wait no. um Wait, what happened in the season 2 finale? Like Adam 3 episodes
1: worth of things. Runs
2: to her. <laughs> Marnie that's is like problem. Marnie's like everywhere. I want to be with you and yeah, Charlie's like morning. whatever, I'm so weak. Let's just be together. <laughs> and then Hannah's like I'm crazy. And Adam was like, I'm going to run and like scoop you up in my arms like a big, strong, prototypical man and solve all your girl problems. No, but I think here's the difference. Oh my here's the gosh, difference. I couldn't believe she wrote that. I the was end, so enraged.
0: The end of a season of television is not the same as the end of a movie. That's not, yeah. there's not a period at the end there. Dude, I, it totally so felt I, like
2: they didn't know they were getting picked up though. That to me was like, oh, you have no idea. Oh, really?
0: See, I thought. see I no, it like felt I,
2: like wrap it up time. Like I was I, like, I feel oh. like, oh. Oh, I, I didn't
0: think so. I trust her enough now to think like, that we're not going to start season three with things being hunky-dory. Like, that's going to be a one-time thing where she was in a place and he was in a place, and they're going to realize that they're fucked up. I hope so,
1: because his girlfriend... The whole, his whole relationship with the new girlfriend, I think, is absolutely amazing. the The way she challenges every single piece of him. What
2: about the time he raped her? That was pretty great, huh? That
1: was fantastic. <laughs> was wrong no, there. but like that was like that was the episode where I was screaming no at my television. Yeah, no, that
2: was horrific, and I love how everyone wanted to talk about how it wasn't, and I was like, um, that just happened. Like, did no one else see that? Like, no one. I I'm I'm was not with sure even it blinked. was.
1: I, I I don't know
0: about that.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: I uh, are we gonna I, get into this? I, don't, I was we, like wrapping up. I suppose up. we can. Oh, no, we wrapping fine. up.
2: No, okay. Let's. Uh, we haven't talked. about Do you about think it? so? Do this I think this is sort it, of stale news? I mean, like it's not like.
0: Yeah, but we haven't talked about it on this podcast because we don't normally talk about TV. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Tyler wouldn't bear, wouldn't deal with it because Tyler doesn't watch any TV. Um, what a
2: life, man! I wouldn't be that
0: person. <laughs> well, he says he watches TV, but he's one of those people who watches seasons like he's like two seasons behind on a show. Or is? Oh no! To me, like you don't even watch the show. Right. If that's, <laughs> once you caught up, then you watch. The I show. watch like ten shows. He's caught up on it. The Walking Dead, I believe. Okay, okay. Then yeah. he watches yeah, The Walking <laughs> <Yeah>. Dead um, <laughs> and Community, but because uh, we talk yeah, about it at dinner, I don't, every I don't watch Community. So, oh, you're um, mistaken. Really? Even with. Uh, even now that it's West Wing season five,
1: you know what you got. Sometimes you got to just grit your teeth and and eat some stale, cold peas. Uh,
2: yeah, can it's been the be last stale? like five seasons of The Office. How much grinning and barret can you take?
0: Yeah, okay. What I'll say about Adam is that I think it's. Uh, I think I would um, describe what happened as rape, but I also think it's it's possible for Adam to not believe that he raped her and still be a rapist
2: sure and it's i think it's possible for her not to know if that happened either but i think it did i mean
0: yeah and yeah and i i i think it was definitely i I think
2: okay i think definitely i may not say rape but i would say non-consensual sexual experience for sure
0: and and i think i don't
1: even think given the actual what goes on
2: she looks unhappy the entire time in a really visceral way
1: not the entire time i disagree with that at the end she is unhappy but I don't think she's unhappy the entire time. There is there's a time where it looks to me like she is actually getting into it.
0: I didn't feel yeah. that way. But I, my I've th- seen the episode a few times. My, my, my theory and that's my take. on – I don't know if this applies to you, Jason, but – It does. Um, no, because I don't know how you it. feel. <laughs> but my theory on why some guys in particular are so quick to say that wasn't rape is they're afraid that, that – situation could happen to them because adam doesn't think he raped her so they're afraid they could make a series of like not getting the message or or Mm -hmm. or making a wrong decision
2: i think it's pretty easy to avoid that situation really i think talking to the person a little bit is great
0: and Mm listening. when she clearly says she's clearly saying things that
2: you could tell when someone looks happy with what you're doing you (laughs) can tell when they look really unhappy so
0: well he wasn't i mean strictly speaking looking at her
2: well that's true
0: at the time. I also wonder, this is just from a writing standpoint, her character is, and this goes back earlier in the night, her character is the mother, or the the daughter of an alcoholic. I couldn't yeah.
2: believe she was drinking with him. I was like, you know what it's like to be an A. Your mom's been an A for so long, and you're allowing someone to, I was. she's like, are you sure it's okay? And I was like, yeah, that's what that's is wrong, wrong with way. you? No, that like, was crazy mm-hmm. to me. I was like, that's a weird, weird thing for them to write for her to be okay with. There's no way yeah, that a her, child it's... of an alcoholic would be mm-hmm. okay with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way. I'm glad we ended on such a strong <laughs> positive upbeat note. No, I think that's a, a good way to go out. Um, you can find uh, you can find me at battleshippretension.com or on Twitter at the pretension. You can find uh, you can find Jason on Twitter at Eakin E-A-K-E-N. Is there a website? Econ Writes? Do you still do that? Nope. Okay, so no website, just at Eakin, E-A-K-E-N. <laughs> And you can go to ekenwrites.blogspot.com and look at old stuff. <laughs>
1: you can see what was happening back in like uh, 2010, wow, 2011. That that's like a great oh, year. Maybe
0: 2011. So that's me, Amanda. Where can people find you?
2: Uh, people can find me on Twitter at AMAE. So, pretty simple. And I'm also right for Pajiba and film.com. So.
1: Great. You uh, can do a Google search like I did.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, Jason uncovered quite a lot, sounds like. So. I <laughs> did. Most of it was Pajiba. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Jason, thanks for filling in. Thanks for having me. Um, we won't be having you back. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you next week. And thank you at home for listening. <laughs> Bye.
1: I'm coming home with you, right?